Hello, Penguins fans. Happy Monday, or should I say victory Monday after the Pittsburgh Steelers got that massive win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday. A nice, clean sweep of Pittsburgh sports over Tampa Bay sports. Now we just need the Pirates to play the Rays or something, but I'm also not a Pirates fan, so maybe I would want the Nationals to play them, and then we'd get like a nice, clean sweep for, my, for you know the teams that I have an interest in. Um, at least, but there's also happy game day to all of you out there for the Penguins. They will play seven o'clock tonight against the Canadiens, the Montreal up at the Bell Center. Um, we're going to get into that a little later on for this episode, do a preview for that game, look at the Canadiens' lines, their defense is a bit banged up, but also get into why I think the Habs are a bit of a pesky team um, and why this is not going to be a pushover like you saw with Arizona on night one for the Penguins. Before we get to that, we're going to do a full game recap episode for the Tampa Bay game and how good the Penguins looked. Going to some individual uh, performances that I like, some of the penalty, the penalty killing was much better, power play, Tristan Jari, all of that, plus so much more is coming up for today's episode of Locked on Penguins, uh, the Locked on Penguins podcast, and you can catch it right after this drop. Your Locked on Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at Eleanor's Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, first things first. Uh, great to be back at PBG Paints Arena. Um, that's my first game there in almost three years now. Right, you know, I got to a game right before the COVID nineteen pandemic. And funny enough, it was the game that Jake Gensel broke his collarbone after he scored. But you know, the atmosphere was electric. You know, especially for an early regular season game. You know, some fans aren't fully into it yet. Pittsburgh Steelers got everyone by you know everyone just you know was gripped by the Steelers. I think is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but no, this crowd was very lively. It wasn't like a playoff like crowd. But you know, it was definitely one of the better regular season crowds that I have seen um, <clears throat> at PPG. And you know, just sitting among fans again, that was really awesome. And I got to meet so many amazing people. You know, uh, Ryan L from Penguins Twitter, very nice guy. Jeff from the Pens blog, he, he ran it. One of the nicest humans you'd probably ever meet. Got to meet Rob Rossi from the Athletic. Had a great conversation with him. Um, and you know, last but not least, I got to meet uh, Peter and Meredith, uh, two very longtime listeners. Of the show, I promise both of you. Next time you are in for a game, I will buy you at least a round or two of a drink of your choice. I uh, really appreciated you guys coming up to talk to me about the game and just the team overall. Um, and hopefully next time you guys, um, when you guys are up, when I'm hopefully there too, um, we'll be able to have a longer conversation. All that. So I really appreciate you guys stopping by. I know Alan. You again. You messaged me. Uh, some for some reason again, my phone did not get the notification for the show's Twitter account. Next time I am there, which should be uh, mid-November, uh, we'll, we'll make something happen. We'll meet during intermission and stuff. And again, let me if you're if anyone's going to go to that game, let me know in the YouTube comments and let me know <clears throat> um, just on social media or something. But yeah, I mean, just great to meet so many many of you, and um, great to go to such an awesome game. I'm, I'm on a, it's funny I'm on like a four or five game winning streak right now when I've gone to Penguins games, um, and the Penguins they took it to Tampa Bay in this game. I mean the numbers. No, everyone I think that watched that game, they you use your eye test, you're like, okay, the penguins dominated them. 
The numbers also back it up at 5v5. The Penguins had 55% of the shot attempts for per 60. They also had uh, 58% of the scoring chances, 18 to 5 advantage in high danger. That comes out to 78%. And they also had 71% of the expected goals for. And yes, I understand Tampa Bay is playing on a back to back. They're also playing without the best goaltender on the planet, or I think he is, Andre Vasilevsky. Totally get it. That said, you can beat a team like that on a back-to-back, but it takes something else to dominate a team like that on a back-to-back. And the Penguins, they absolutely took it to Tampa. I know things started out a little dicey. Stamkos got the power play goal for them. Penguins penalty kill was kind of just, you know, out to lunch yet again. The problems, you know, still, you know, when, when Tristan Jari is not stopping the puck, you know, the, 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 the unit can get a bit leaky. But after that, it was all Penguins. Sidney Crosby goes forehand, backhand to tie the game at one. Wonderful pass from Jake Gensel, by the way. That was just spectacular. Danton Heinen with an unbelievable individual ever. If you have not seen the replay of that, go to um, this Twitter account. Has it uh, Jake Decker, Jake D8771. He put out um, the clip um, from Heinen. Had, oh, has over 1,100 retweets. Um, the way he's able to spin around, corral the puck away from Belmar, get the puck, dive for the puck again, and then he still has it, gets it to Jason Zucker, who then gets it right back to him. An unbelievable individual effort, and the shot was also picture perfect. Please go back and watch that. It's probably the best play I've ever seen Heinen make in his career. And just so everyone is, I can remind you all, he makes one million to steal. <laughs> that that is exactly what it is. Uh, Jeff Carter got his first goal of the season. Really nice shot uh, from Carter, by the way. Almost a nice. I believe that went five hole um, going to the right. And also, I should say, great pass from Kasperi Kapanen. Um, I'm going to get to him in a little bit because he's been awesome to start the season. But um, really nice finish from Carter. Um, on that goal after a really nice pass from a uh, captain on a two on one. Um, I get, you know, Jake Gensel, he, he does his thing with his goal. He, he has now two on the year. That's two out of 50 now. So for those that are keeping track uh, goals in back-to-back games, and I think he's probably going to score tonight against Montreal um, as well. Ricard Raquel, um, he gets the empty netter. Nice to see him get rewarded. And Brian Rust, really nice tip in um, on the power play. And then I should say Tristan Jari, Awesome performance from him. Um, you know, thir- 34 saves on 36 shots, 944 save percentage with the math. He was on one that night. And I was tweeting this during the game. I'm sure you all saw this. He was getting feisty with the lighting. I haven't really seen him that amped during a game for as long as he's been a penguin. I think Corey Perry was the one that kind of like knocked into him a little bit. And, and that's Corey Perry. He's going to do that all the time. Another lightning player um, barreled into him, but also uh, that I'm pretty sure Jeff Petrie pushed him and it, it pushed him into Jari. Thankfully he wasn't hurt, but Tristan was still a bit fired up after that. And you know, they, they were just coming near his kitchen all night long. And a couple of times, you know, he even put, shoved a couple lightning players. I, I almost was thinking like, is he going to go out there and go full Ron Hextall on someone and just go chase after them and punch them or something? Um, like how Hextall did that against the Penguins all those years ago. It was uh, hilarious. And he, again, he was always known for doing that stuff. Uh, but I was honestly thinking that he was going to do that just because I've never seen him that animated. But, you know, if he continues to bring that level of play 
to this team on a nightly basis, you know, this team's going to win a lot of games this season. And I think my, my bold prediction of him being a Vesna finalist, um, you know, could, could actually come uh, to fruition. Um, I'll get to a couple of other things a little uh, in the second segment, but this was a great win. They picked up right where they left off last year in the playoffs. You know, you, you look if you if any of you guys are um, even a little bit into data, you, you follow Jay Fresh Hockey. Um, so he has a team stats dashboard, and he has a chart here. If I can load this up on the YouTube page, I'm going to try to share. I'm going to try to uh, share my share my screen here. Okay, so you all see this. That those that are watching on YouTube, so you come here, right? So expected goals versus expected goals against 5 On the left, you have great offense, bad defense. So like the Islanders are right there. Rangers kind of right there, Winnipeg Jets. Then you have at the bottom, you're getting caved in. For those that don't know what caved in means, it means you, you know, you're, you're, get, you're bleeding chances. You're not getting out of your own zone. Philadelphia, Columbus, Detroit. It's funny that Philadelphia is down there considering that, um, <laughs> that they're 2-0 to start the season, the Oilers. Then you have the low event hockey. That means defense first, not a lot of offense. Then two-way dominance. You got the Devils in there, even though they're not off to a good start. Calgary, Vegas, Boston. But right up at the top, the best team in the league this thus far this season, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Two-way dominance. They have been elite with expected goals and expected goals against. They have picked up exactly where they left off from the playoff series against the Rangers. It's like nothing changed at all. And the fact that they did that to a bona fide playoff team that should speak volumes to me uh, and to all of you. Um, I, I honestly should say, um, you know, this is uh, the Penguins. I, I wrote, went over this on my Friday episode. They have played Tampa really well these last several years, and I think Tampa Bay is the team that the Penguins can beat in a seven-game series, even if Andre Vasilevsky is playing. That's a team that's played a lot of hockey, and the Penguins combine, you know, their speed and skill, and they're defending so far this season. I think it will be a really tough matchup for Tampa Bay. I think you know, Pittsburgh matches up really well against them. So <clears throat> I know it's not the Arizona Coyotes, but they put six up on the Lightning, 12 goals in two games. Amazing start to the season for the Penguins and a beautiful performance against the Lightning. Uh, coming up in the second segment, I'm going to get into some individual player performances that I like um, from what I have with my notes. Also get into the special teams units and how great they were as well. Now, before we get to that, the numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million, 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use it in my own home and I know other people that use it in their homes as well. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents, they call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. The monitoring experts use advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. You can save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. That's again, visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, I'm back in this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter, at LO 
underscore penguins. So let's get into the special teams units first before I get into some individual player performances. PK didn't start out the way you wanted it to. There, that diamond that they run was just looking really passive. You can't give Stevens Dam goes a free one-timer from the circle. He has one of the best shots in the league. And um, Tristan Jari, he can save that as many times as he can. Was not able to on that one. That was just a rocket of a shot. But after that, the Lightning had plenty more power play opportunities. The PK really woke up. They were getting their clears down. They weren't just like simple, eh, we're just going to you know, push the puck up the ice. No, like they, they, they were ripping that puck down the ice. They were actually getting offensive zone time during the shorthanded opportunities. And, and everyone seemed to be you know, complacent with where they were when they were defending the, the four-on-five situation. Christian Jari also made some nice saves, but they also got back to being aggressive, which is what, where this unit, it's the bread and butter. When the unit is struggling, they're not being aggressive. They're playing passive in this diamond. I understand that they want to protect the high-danger areas of the ice, but you know, you're still leaving a vulnerable spot like Steven Stamkos is one, you know, available. You know, say Alex Ovechkin is in that spot, and he's gonna rip that sucker every time. And I think a lot of those times it's gonna be goals. So um, I still would like someone out there to you know take that away <clears throat> at least. Um, still obviously work to be done, but I did finally see improvement with the PK. If, the, if this if the PK can be improved. And the fourth line can be improved a little bit, especially with Teddy Bluger's return. Um, I think this team will be cooking with gas, uh, to say the least. Power play, again, things picked up right where they left off against Arizona. The puck movement was so crisp. They were getting to the high danger areas of the ice. That, and they were also, they weren't overpassing, which is so great to see. You know, when, when this unit's struggling or where they're overthinking, they're passing the puck too much, they're not ripping it to the net. They were not doing that at all. I mean, Evgeny Malkin looked great on the main advantage. Sid was doing his thing. Latang was quarterbacking it beautifully from the point. Or I mean, you know, Russ was able to have a, I believe he had a power a power play tally late in the game when he had the deflection. I'm pretty sure Jake Skull was on the power play as well. Um, just really, really good stuff from the power play so far. And when they're humming like this, they're awfully hard to stop. And I think Montreal may find that out a bit later on uh, tonight. Individual player performance-wise, um, I'm going to shout out P.O. Joseph. I think he looked a lot better in that game. I don't know if some of you all noticed. I definitely did. He was joining the offensive zone attack a lot more in this game. He was actually going to the net, being more aggressive. He almost had his first goal of the season, actually. Um, I believe it was late in the first period when um, – I'm trying to remember who centered it to him. And he got right to that blue paint area. Brian Elliott had a nice save. Wasn't able to tuck it home, POJ that is. But still, that's the kind of plays I want to see from him. You know, play like you have nothing to lose. Play aggressive. And I think he was also making really strong decisions with the puck in the offensive zone. I thought his breakouts looked a lot more crisp, a lot more clean. He looked more comfortable next to Jan Ruta. He also even had some ice time. Um, with POJ, um, if I can go find that stat for you all real quick. I, I, they played, it, it was about almost four minutes. Um, yeah, 338, on ice expected goals for 1.6, on ice expected goals against 0.012. Those are elite numbers. Very short sample size, but you know, he was playing that with Chris Letang, a pair that has struggled in the past, but those numbers right there, 
very, very strong. I'm curious to see if Mike Sullivan maybe goes back to that pair a little bit. You know, if Dumoulin struggles at, um, at times, though, I think he had a good game on Saturday. But, you know, I think based on those results that we saw so far in limited action on Saturday against Tampa Bay, you know, I think that's definitely progress from where the pairing was um, a few years ago. But really impressed with POJ defensively, rock solid decision making, really good. And he was being aggressive and um, getting, you know, more involved offensively, which is what I want him to do. Kasperi Kaplan, I think he's had a really nice start to the season. Had that nice pass to Jeff Carter to get that assist um, on the goal. And, you know, he looks a lot more confident right now. I mean, if you're not noticing that, um, I, I guess I can't help you, but um, it, it really is amazing what just even a little bit of confidence can do for a player. You know, those first two games, he's um, already had a point per game. So he is on, right now, he is on pace for. 82 points, you know, won't last, but it's a good start. You know, he's actually carrying the puck more in, into the offensive zone. He's not coming in, button hooking back and just looking for that pass. He's using his speed to his advantage. And he's also seeing the ice a lot better than he was last season. And I'm really hoping that can continue too. So those are my top two player performances from this game. Um, already talked about Tristan Jari. He was magnificent. Sid is Sid. He's leading the league in points right now. How does he do it at age 35? Well, you know, people doubt him. He's still a top five uh, to top 10 player in this league. Jake, I mean, what more can you say about Gensel? Um, already is on an 82 goal game pace. You know, maybe he'll do it. Maybe he won't. He won't. Um, trying to make sure I got everything I wanted here. Jeff Petrie, I thought he looked really solid in this game. He was even better than he uh, when he was in Arizona. I'm really excited to see him make his return to Montreal uh, on Monday night. Uh, Malkin had a lot more hop in his skating again, had the assist on one of the goals. Um, his skating right now, again, it's this is probably the best I've seen him skate in the last two to three years. It's truly amazing what a full offseason can do for a player who was not hurt coming into the offseason. Again, I think he's going to make a whole lot of people look foolish um, this season. Fourth line, still not a fan of it. I think that's if there's like any like small negative to come out of this game, it's the fourth line. I'm just I'm not a fan of it. But I, I think once Bluger comes back, he should be able to help things a good bit. I thought Paling had a much better game though. I think he was more active in the offensive zone. I liked a couple of shots that he had on. He also he almost had a couple of goals. To be honest with you, um, Archibald and again, I mean they're not doing too much right now, but that's only been two games. Um, so, you know, those are like the main player performances that really stood out to me, I guess. But man, I mean, there's a whole lot to like about this team right now. And there's a whole lot to not, I mean, there's, I don't know, screw that up. And there's not a whole lot, you know, to not like about this team right now. So um, those are my main individual player performances that I really looked down at my notes and Wanted to get into the power play and the penalty kill. Coming up in the final segment, we're going to preview Monday night's game against the Montreal Canadiens, go into their lines, go into their numbers, see how they have done this season. So stick around for that coming up in after this commercial break. All right, I'm back here in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter, at LLRS for Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So this will be the first of three meetings between the Canadians 
and the Penguins this year. Um, one of the first, I believe this is actually the first one between uh, Marty St. Louis and the Penguins. I think the Penguins got all of their games against the Canadians done before Dom Ducharme got fired last year, which is crazy to think about, you know, because, you know, he only got fired like what like halfway through the season something like that uh the canadians they come into this game uh one and two record they beat the leafs in their first game got shot out by the red wings in their second game and then lost three to one to the capitals in their last game so they're they're coming in here only one goal scored um in their last two games um the canadians they kind of got hemmed in against Washington. The Capitals had 52% of the shot attempts at 5v5, 69% of the high danger chances, 58% of the scoring chances. This is a Canadians team. They're built to be bad, but I think the thing with them is they're going to make you fight for wins against them. And I'm going to show you what I mean here. Look, we can show, we can look at their four lines. Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, Sean Monaghan. Evgeny Dadanov, Christian Dvorak, Brendan Gallagher. There is some serious talent in that top six. Cole Caulfield, very underrated goal scorer. I wouldn't say he's their best player, but he's up there. I have a ton of fun watching him, and his release is a freak of nature. Nick Suzuki, don't know if he's going to be worth you know, a very long, long-term extension, but he's still a good player, and you always have to be on high alert for him. Dvorak. Eh, you know, he's not what he used to be. Brendan Gallagher, I've always been a fan of him. I've wanted the Penguins to honestly go after him for so many years. He's like that heart and soul player for them. And, you know, he, you know he, he's going to give it his all on an every night basis. The Danov, we all know what happened with his situation in Vegas last year. Um, You know, he's also a usually underrated goal scorer. Jonathan Drouin, Kirby Dock, Josh Anderson on their third line. Uh, Slavkovsky, the number one overall pick. Is in lineup, but he's on the fourth line. And then Mike Hoffman is also down there. I'm pretty sure their fourth line center is Jake Evans. Um, he's all right. And then defensively, um, David Savard is on their top pair. They have a whole lot of defensemen who I honestly do not really know who they are. And the thing is about that, their defensemen, they're banged up out back there. Mike Matheson's out for the next several weeks. I really was hoping to see him tonight. Just unfortunately, that guy he got hurt during camp and preseason. And then Joel Edmondson is also out. And another thing for the Canadians, they will not have Jake Allen tonight. Apparently, um, according to the team, it's a parental absence. So starting in net for them will be Sam Montembeau. Um, and then Primo will be backing him up. So the Penguins will be getting another backup goaltender tonight. Um, one that... You know, I think in theory, they should feast on him. At Montembeau, I'm pretty sure he's only had one appearance this year. If I'm getting this right, yes. 897, yeah. Yep, one appearance this year. Lost the game. Three goals allowed on 29 shots. uh, Three goals against average, 897. Save percentage for his career. He's appeared in 64 games. has Has a, well, yeah, 64 total games played. 50 starts, 17 and 27 record, 3.53 goals against average, 892 save percentage. This is a goal that the Penguins, you know, they got to shoot a lot on him. They should be able to get some goals past him. But in typical Penguins fashion, I'm sure this is totally just going to be like a 45 save 2-1 win for the Canadians or something like that. But again, you know, the Canadians, you know, they have a nice top six defensively. Not a whole lot there right now with their injuries. They have a backup goaltender, but still, this is a lineup. They're very pesky. They're going to make you work hard on every single shift. Marty St. Louis, 
the players are not going to quit under him. They, they played really good hockey down the stretch for him. It wasn't playoff-worthy hockey, of course, because the team was out of it, but they looked noticeably better down the stretch. I mean, heck, Jeff Petrie was almost a point-per-game player for him before he got moved in the offseason. So the, you, you know they're going to bring it. I, I would think the Penguins will win this game tonight, but you never know. It's any given night for a reason. The Penguins they have to watch out for, again, Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, Brendan Gallagher, Evgeny Dodonov. John, I will put it this out there. Jonathan Drouin, watch out for him. I know he's not the player that he used to be, but I know all you Penguins fans that listen to this podcast remember how crazy he was in 2016. And even after that, he would just score on a nightly basis against the Penguins during those seasons. So would not be surprised if he gets a goal tonight against him just because he has been a Penguins killer over the years. So Penguins try to get to 3-0 tonight, get points 5-6. and six. After that, they will come home, play the Los Angeles Kings on Thursday, and then next week they have the game in Columbus, and then they have they start the massive Western Canada trip um, right before Halloween. So that does it for this small little preview for the game against Canadians, the players to watch for going into the lineup numbers and all that and how they're just, you know, they're pesky. You know, they, they forecheck really hard. They kind of play like rats in a little way. Um, and, the, you know, they're not going to, even though defensively they're not that strong back there, they're still going to try to not give you an inch just because Marty St. Louis, that's, that's how his teams um, are coached, at least from what I saw when I was watching them last season, uh, at least a little bit more because they became more watchable under him. But it's always fun to watch a game on TV at the Bell Center. It's one of it's probably one of the best arenas out there. I would love to catch a game there in person someday. But yeah, that does it for this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. I'll have a full game recap episode coming up after this game that will be published on Tuesday. So we'll see what happens tonight. Also, I did forget to say Casey DeSmith in net tonight. Great, I, and I love it. It's a great way to get Tristan some rest. He's been great to start the year. And if DeSmith can continue to play the way he did in the preseason, you know, he's going to be one of the better backups in the league this year. And that will also in turn help Jari get more rest. Totally fine with the decision, putting him up against what's probably going to be one of the worst teams in the league this season. Curious to see how he does in his first start. All the other lines will likely be unchanged. Again, thank you all so much for listening. I'll be back with another episode early Tuesday morning. Talk to you then.